Live from the Interaction Media Studio in Morgantown, this is a special edition of Positively West Virginia in our daily COVID-19 business briefings. For those of you joining us live on Facebook, welcome and thanks for tuning in. And for those listening on the podcast recording, thanks for joining us as well. We really appreciate you. Normally, each week on this podcast, we interview West Virginia business leaders and share their success stories with you. For the next few days, we're bringing you daily special edition broadcasts, specifically and intentionally around this basic question, what can West Virginia businesses do right now to navigate this current COVID-19 pandemic we're all facing? When we first started this podcast in 2017, we wanted to inspire people and equip people in West Virginia with examples of real life entrepreneurs and business owners who've built their companies in West Virginia. So this urgent situation that we find ourselves in falls right in line with our mission of helping business people in West Virginia. Of course, you can learn more about this at PositivelyWV.com. Every weekday, we will be bringing you these business briefings to help business owners and business leaders, especially small businesses, with practical ideas to use right now. Positively West Virginia is brought to you by Insurance Centers, The State Journal, WV News, and Interaction Media. Today, I'm honored to have on the show Congressman David McKinley. He has represented the 1st District of West Virginia since January 2011. As you know, the U.S. Senate approved the $2 trillion coronavirus stimulus package by unanimous vote just before midnight last night, and the House is set to vote on the bill tomorrow. We invited Congressman McKinley on the show to talk about what that means for West Virginia companies. Congressman, thank you for being on the show today. Oh, and Jim, thank you for having me and, and for the Clarksburg newspapers for sponsoring this. I think this is an excellent way to try to get information out to people because there's, there's, so, much, there's so much happening. It's very fluid, uh, and it was changing up until the last minute last night. Uh, on his vote, uh, and we have 880 pages to get through. Hmm. Uh, so it's it's uh, it's going to be frantic as we go through. But I, I believe that uh, I'm very comfortable. This is going to pass uh, hmm. tomorrow. They, mm-hmm. they wanted to vote on it today, uh, but because of the co- a deal or commitment we've made over the years, give our members 24 hours at least to have a chance to uh, understand and grasp the bill better. So at nine o'clock tomorrow, we're going back in session. Uh, there'll be two hours of debate, hmm. uh, and then the vote will be uh, vote will be taken at that time. Yeah, absolutely. So, Congressman, uh, you know, uh, obviously you're going to be here with us for 30 minutes or so. I want the, the the our audience, which is West Virginia business owners and entrepreneurs, to to understand some, what are some of the main things as you're skimming through these 800 pages right now. What are some of the main things you want West Virginia business owners to know with regard to this new stimulus bill? Well. I think the thing is for everyone just to catch your breath. Um, the the effort here uh, is to make sure that the employees, uh, the workers, are going to be made whole. Um, uh, that that's that's very important because last week across the country there were three point almost three point three million Americans lost their jobs. Hmm. So we've got it. So we know we have a responsibility. This isn't caused by mismanagement or tax structure. This was a, 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 a disease coming out of China uh, that we have to take care of people. So our first mission is to make sure that those, all those people that are losing their jobs, they're going to get money in their pocket. Hmm. So uh, we expect that once we vote on this, that the work, the gears will uh, go into motion to make sure that all people in Western in this around the, around the country, they're going to get 
uh, unless they're making $99,000 or more. So this is not the wealthy people in, in America are not going to get anything. If you're under $99,000, you're going to be able to get some checks. It's, in fact, uh, there is some discussion of whether or not it's actually a limit of $75,000. But you'll, that, that's where it will remain at twelve hundred dollars. So every every man and woman in America uh, that makes less than seventy five thousand will get a twelve hundred dollar check. Their children will get a five hundred dollar check, and then it will decrease up until you hit ninety nine thousand dollars. After ninety nine thousand dollars, an individual will not get anything. Hmm. So we've also increased their. The, impl- the benefit structure, we've increased the, the, the unemployment period from 26 weeks to 39 weeks. Uh, and this, this money that's going to be uh, handed out, this is going to go on now for four months, uh, that they're going to get additional $600 uh, in addition to that, uh, their unemployment check. So there are, there, the whole first effort is to make people whole again. They didn't cause this, mm-hmm. so we've got to make sure this economy stays uh, get back rebound as quickly as possible. Absolutely. Congressman, thanks for kind of clarifying that a little bit. You know, one of the things that you mentioned, you know, unemployment, right? We've, these are unprecedented unemployment numbers we've oh. seen in the history of America. So it's, it's, it's profound. And, you know, here you know, a couple of months ago, two months ago, a month ago, shoot, we, you know, we were hitting uh, records on, on the other side and, and right. who would have thought, you know, he, on March 26, 2020, that we would have had a 96 to zero unanimous vote in the United States Senate. I mean, well, <laughs> right? Yes, that's well. Last night on one, we we we've been having conference calls two and three times a day. Sure, uh, I've been in touch with every hospital, our clinics in the West Virginia. I've been with the governor, the F, uh, the CDC. I mean, we've had consistent calls. But what we're what we're learning here is is pretty incredible about how people are coming together. Yes. And and, and last and last night we had a conversation with the. Uh, uh, one of the congressmen from Oklahoma who was talking about the Dust Bowl back in, in that era, back mm. in the Great Depression. And he's, he was explaining how this is far more severe than we ever experienced back in the recession. It happened so fast. Think about it. Yeah. Put it in context. And you, you just mentioned it. The first reported incident in, in the United States was on January the 20th. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about in just 66 days. Yes. 66 days, we've already had a thousand people die. Uh, this is spread to every state. Uh, it's put pressure on all of us. But one of the things that is encouraging for me is in talking to all the hospitals and clinics, they're expressing their willingness to go help out other states like New York. Mm-hmm. Governor Cuomo has called out that he's, he's, he needs 40,000 uh, ICU beds. He said, I don't have that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what we're hearing from West Virginia hospitals, they're willing to share. They're willing to go up there to take their staff because people have to understand a nurse that's in the emergency room or a nurse that's in OBGYN is not the same thing. She doesn't have the same skill set as someone that's in critical care. So we're, t- we're hearing from hospitals across West Virginia that they're willing to take their ICU staff up and help out in New York. To get to try to deal with this thing so that it doesn't spread any further. Uh, so we made that known. I, I told the committee again this morning about that. We told them yesterday that all we need to do, however, is to make sure that West Virginia is not going to get hit with a tsunami yes. the following day. Yes, so exactly. we're we're sitting on a lot of assets that we know we can help other people. All we need to do is find out is mm. when when this 
when can we expect the surge to hit West Virginia like it is in New York? Absolutely. Congressman, the, uh, I understand the legislation that's, uh, that's about to be signed by uh, the, the Congress uh, tomorrow, as you talked about, the, the House pumps $350 billion into the Small Business Administration, and we know how valuable of an asset that SBA is, that where businesses can potentially receive loans of up to $10 million to continue their operations. Can you talk a little bit about that as you understand it? Yeah, that's that's fine. Now, and and the, what's important, again, trying to focus, or making sure we keep uh, our focus on the employees as well. Yes. If they will hold, if they'll maintain, if they'll use these loans, these $10 million loans, if they will maintain their staff during this period of time, it's a forgivable loan. Hmm. The federal government will be paying 100% wow. for those individuals. So we're willing to do this because it's so important for the economy to get back in, 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 in order as, as fast as possible. So if people borrow money, I hope they're going to be keeping their employees on. They can actually even hire back the people that they've, te- they've already laid off to put them on and then – through this borrowing process, it is a forgivable note uh, as it regards to payroll. So I think that's a good step. We also had the uh, the issue has to do with the uh, uh, for hospitals because that's a, another concern that we've had in, in talking with all these providers. Yes. Every hospital, clinic, on and on and on. We've talked to them in West Virginia, and the story is the same. They were following the advice of the Surgeon General, who said to the hospitals. Uh, it was to not have uh, elective uh, procedures being performed. Mm. So as a result, they don't have surgeries. They don't have elective procedures. They've shut down their clinics, their outpatient facilities. They've had virtually no revenue coming in. So if we're going to maintain a vibrant healthcare system as we've had before, we've got to give them some confidence that this bill is going to take care of it. And And there were two provisions in this bill that I think are important for us in West Virginia. One is there was going to be an automatic sequestration. Now, people don't understand. That means their overall Medicare was going to be reduced by 2% because of a, uh, an issue we had under Obama when, when there was a, 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 a change in the funding press that was accepted to go to a sequestration. So there was, for the last number of years, there's been an automatic 2% sequestration. That's been frozen. That will not take place. Hmm. So hospitals that were gearing up to lose another 2% of their reimbursement ain't going to happen. And then what very importantly, that, that one thing that I think numbers of us had a finger on, and that was to, to, to deal with the, the uh, reimbursement level. If, if a hospital for, if they're treating someone with COVID, mm-hmm. this Chinese virus, if they get that, it, they're going to be re- reimbursed 20%, 20% more than they were, the hospital was previously getting reimbursed for the same service. Wow. So That's significant. To, That's significant. Oh, it, it's huge amount huge. of money into yep. it because uh, we know this is going to hit. And so we're trying to make sure that they have all the tools and make sure that they can be vibrant. They're going to be able to take care of their employees because we're going to cover them at up to 100%. Uh, and then we're going to reimburse the hospitals even greater. So those were two. Remember, they're, we're going to be distributing a uh, hundred billion dollars, a billion, a hundred billion dollars back to hospitals across this country. Mm. Uh, what we, in the conversation we had this morning and the same thing yesterday and day four, I'm still trying to get 
some answers, but I, I, I think I'm getting some idea of the way it's going to come down. Our concern was, are the hospitals in West Virginia and the businesses for that matter, is it going to be first come, first serve to get the money? Or, or are, are they going to develop some kind of process that it's going to be on a per capita basis? Because mm -hmm. I want to make sure that rural America, who maybe doesn't mm -hmm. apply immediately because of for whatever reason, uh, that they're still be eligible to get some funds. And I've been given assurance this morning and, and some yesterday that they're looking at it. It's not in the bill how the money will be distributed, but through the rules and regulations. And so we're crafting our office right now, crafting a letter to HHS uh, to make sure that all states, everyone, every hospital is going to get something out of this if they apply. Uh, we can't have the big hospitals sucking up all the money and the, and the rural hospitals uh, being empty. Yeah, absolutely. Congressman, what, what other types of businesses do you believe are most vulnerable in your district here in West Virginia? Well, right now, one of the big concerns we have is the construction industry. Yes. Uh, that's the that's where I came through. That's right. And, and yeah. uh, uh, we're seeing people. Uh, uh, they that we had a major highway project underway here in, in Ohio County, uh, and they stopped it. Uh, so, what we're what the concern is right now, and I understand whether I agree with it or not. I understand, and that is we're trying to hold back on social distancing, six feet or more, uh, so that we're not interacting with each other. But I think. Quite frankly, I think when you're outside, I don't want to. I'm not going to practice medicine, but I, I, I just see. Look, the construction industry is different than sitting in a closed room at, or a manufacturing operation. You're outside, uh, so I, that's one of my biggest concerns: is construction industry people that are there. Uh, they're they're going to lose their job under this scenario. We were able to take care of the coal miners by making them uh, uh, essential workers. So they're allowed to continue to operate. They can, they're going to continue. So we're going to be able to produce electricity across America uh, using our coins. They're essential. But for some states, Pennsylvania, as I understand, Pennsylvania has ruled construction industry is non-essential. And, and so they're banning any construction work in Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let me, let yeah, me yeah, go on. One of the couple of things that people understand, what, you know, why is this, uh, and that's why I just got off a conference call just before I picked you up uh, on this. Uh, they were trying to explain a little bit to us what's going on in New York and how we can look ahead. Uh, so, Jim, I think it's important for us. They're saying in New York uh, that they're expecting it to peak in the next two to three weeks. They think closer to two weeks. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the, then it'll start declining for the next four weeks. Uh so they're thinking at least for six weeks, we're going to have some more, we're going to have restrictions on a lot. Now, someplace, while well, it comes down after two weeks, they're saying we may very well be able to start going outside, but they're going to want us to wear masks and some kind of uh, some protective uh, gear as we go outside. But up until that two weeks, the next two weeks, uh, we have to take this very seriously and keep our separation. But they were trying to explain a little bit of why the difference in, in what was happening in Seattle into New York. Why has New York become the epicenter? Uh, and they were explaining that what they found out through the research so far, remember, this has only been 66 days have passed since That's this right. thing began. Right. Yep. 66 days. They've, they've been able to go through the literature, the, the records, hospital records now. And in, it, in Seattle, it all goes back to essentially one introduction, one point of entry that, that this virus came into America, into Seattle. One, they think now what they found so far, however, in New York, it may have come in 
with 12. Wow. 12 locations, 12 people uh, interacting with other people and spreading the virus. So you can see why it's been logarithmically yep. worse in New York than it's been in Seattle. So we're, we've been fortunate in West Virginia. It's been very limited. Most of the cases that we've had have come from people that have traveled to outside the area. It's not, uh, but it's, it's here. So we have to deal with that. Yeah, absolutely, Congress McKinley. You you know you're you're an entrepreneur. You're a, a business business guy, uh, a, a, pro, a professional engineer. You have had an engineering company, McKinley and Associates, there in the Wheeling area in Charleston. Uh, yes. had an office there as well. You know we have a lot of uh, business owners and entrepreneurs that listen to this this podcast each week and and every day now with these uh, business briefings. What's one piece of advice, you know, just not, not pertaining to the, the stimulus bill, but just kind of as a business owner, what's one piece of advice that you would give uh, these folks that are that are out there hurting? That's a good question. I think it's a chance uh, to uh, do some introspection of where you want to take this because we're going to come out. This, there's no question. There's a, there's, we're already seeing the light at the end of the tunnel uh, with two weeks from now from New York. And that that's going to start uh washing back across the country. So we're going to come out of this. The question is, is how we come out? What are we going to do is, uh, with individuals? How are we going to change? How are we going to catch up on some of our work? Mm-hmm. So I have a chance to do some strategic planning, some introspection about how we can operate, uh, how we might be able to do some uh, remote uh, remote employment for a period of time mm-hmm. uh, to help out to make sure because we don't want to we don't want this disease to start spreading again. So the the idea right now is just be careful how we reopen, but start planning on it yes. because I can see within six weeks and by the end of April they're expecting us to be not back to normal again, but we're going to be able to much more functional. I think a lot of the businesses are going to open restaurants, so we're planning on how we can deal with some of this. Uh, how we're going to keep our in restaurants, uh, tables clean, chairs clean, make sure that someone, it doesn't, uh, uh, contaminate one more time and we have to start this all over again. So I think that, uh, I'm optimistic about it. Absolutely. We're going to, we're going to get, we're going to come through this, but use this as an opportunity to plan better as we go ahead on it and, and look at how we're going to catch up on some of our projects that were underway construction wise and otherwise. Yeah. And, and, but, but again, for hospitals, just just have confidence that this is we're going to make sure that all our employees, our businesses, our hospitals are going to be made whole. Absolutely. I, I, I feel that's important that for them is, to know. That's Government huge. has not walked they have not walked away from yeah. it. And thank you for, for fighting for those 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 uh, companies, those healthcare companies, because you know, I, I, as you know, we're we're here in Morgantown, and uh, my wife actually works for WV Medicine, and just understanding what's going on there is it, it's incredible, you know, and and these frontline workers, uh, you know, we had um, uh, Sundale uh, Nursing Home is here in Morgantown, and we had the first. Uh, COVID-19 patient uh, identified. Now, the, the, I think they're up to 20 patients and like eight of their staff are, you know, have tested right. positive. And so we, our, our thoughts and prayers are with those those people that are on the front lines doing the work. And like you said so eloquently with regard to the, the loss of revenue based on uh, elective procedures and all that, it's, it's, it, it is devastating. And we got to just keep positive. I, I, I loved what you're saying there. Your optimism and, and hope is, is very important. This too shall pass. And I've been using this analogy of the, of the boat and, you know, talking about how, how, 
small businesses, especially right now, our number one job is to keep these businesses afloat. Yes. Uh, you know, they're going to take on water. They're going to, we don't know how high the waves are going to get. The waves are going to come crashing over, but ultimately we got to sail the boat into calm waters, which is what That's you're right. talking and, about. And if we just, everyone should be patient. There's, uh, there, there's efforts underway using the antiviral drugs. We're talking about more tests being conducted so that we maybe we don't have to go to the full kit. Mm-hmm. Some ways to do it because we want to make sure this is going to put us ahead of the curve on some things. And what we're doing in West Virginia is going to benefit it. Yeah. But we've got to keep this, uh, uh, this the, the individual, keep the social distancing in place for a while. But importantly is I, I, I just – the un- unknown. I think this broadcast is particularly important because we did. We had a town hall meeting, a telephonic town hall. Uh, we had ten thousand, almost ten thousand people on the call, wow. uh, listening to. We had Bill Crouch uh, and uh, Dr. Slemp uh, down in Charleston with HHR, and then we had uh, uh, Clay Marsh, Dr. Marsh, and WVU and, and Steve Hoffman. We had more questions. Uh, that we just couldn't get to them answered in the time frame that we had. But it was implemented because we, we have these town hall meetings frequently. But this one on this subject, I've never seen so many people yeah. with so many questions. So I, I think it is important that we're hearing people care about it. They want to know where we're going. I think the best way is to say we think within six weeks – this thing, it, it, we're going we're gonna to have it much better under control. Absolutely. And all during that time, our employees, those that have been laid, hopefully not laid out because we can pull them back on, they're going to be back uh, employed because the government is willing to pay 100% for those individuals if they'll stay on. We'll for, the loan can be forgiven for the, for the payroll portion of it. Uh, so we want to make sure that we keep our people working, active, getting up in the morning and, and believing that there is sunshine. Absolutely. Congressman, you, make me, you're, you kind of make me think about this, this concept of um, independent self-employed people are they going to be you know how are they going to be affected by this uh, the same way that there are provisions in there to take care of that well so there's there's a lot of those in west virginia you know solopreneurs i call them you know yeah contractor individual contractor yes absolutely okay good uh, i think if uh, if there's a if any of your people have a question that I, 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 our office is certainly available we can try to answer some of that and that number in washington uh, Jim, if I could give that, it's 202-225-4172. Uh, we're working right now with the skeleton crew. We only have a couple people in the office uh, because I want people, if, if people are calling in, the, the last thing they want is a recording. Yes. I want some uh, someone to answer their call and then direct it to us. The rest of us are working remotely and we'll be able, we'll try to get back to them. Uh, we've been trying, we've been identifying locations around the state that have needed to have masks, and we've had contractors step up, like Calcruth, the roofing, stepped up, and, and they're going to be able to provide some. We've, we've talked with the governor. We've had some moved around to the various hospitals. So we just need to know what what are, is, what is the concerns are for any one individual, and we will try to see that as addressed as quickly as possible. Absolutely. Congressman, i got to ask you, you know, as you're reading through this 800-page 800, 800 <laughs> bill that you're going to be voting on tomorrow, which – are, are, are you going to be supporting it? What's your What's your thoughts on? Oh, that? I I don't think we have any choice. It, it's absolutely. Uh, it, we're gonna. I'm gonna support it. Uh, the big issue, of course, is uh, 
the devil's in the detail. Yes. We're not going to be able to go through all 800 ages. Like yesterday, they found a couple glitches with it. Uh, uh, we're going to try to correct those in subsequent. Uh, but it was important to get this thing done. Uh, the, the frustrating part, Jim, was I, I think we had some people in Washington standing on the air hose. Uh, we could have has we could have passed this bill last maybe Sunday of last week, but but because some people wanted other items added into the bill, uh, it delayed it now until last night Wednesday night. Uh, we lost three or four days of where we could give people a little bit of assurance that things were okay, uh, and but now they're they're going to be okay. There it's going to it passed the Senate. And it's going to pass the House. Overwhelmingly, it'll yep. pass the House. Yep. Are there flaws in it? Of course there are. Uh, uh, trying to put something together as quickly as we have like this, it's, it's bound to have a mistake or two. But the process is we'll be able to correct that. We'll work on it and clean that up. But in the meantime, people should get their people back back employed, uh, getting things ready, planning, working the sh- if you're construction to be, get things pre- pre-constructed in their shops. Be ready to go with that in hospitals. Get get your supplies, get things organized. How are we going to work in telemedicine? We can go on and on and on with how are we going to be, be prepared for when the late April, early May opens up again, when people start getting back out into society. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Congressman, uh, once, well, first of all, once again, our guest is Congressman David McKinley. Congressman, uh, as we wrap up our time here today, uh, you've given our, our, our phone number. Is there an, a website where people can um, learn more about this uh, coronavirus stimulus package that's uh, about to be passed or voted on at least tomorrow? Yeah, I think our best bet would be uh, go back to our office because there are various yep. sites depending upon the issue. Yep. If it's healthcare issues, there's a website for that. If there's employment, it's another issue. So if they want to, if they would just get back to my office, that would be our best way for us to be able to do it. Go or go to our, our Facebook page. We have a on our uh, on our Facebook. We have some of that available. People yes. to contact. Great. But right now, uh, if they would be working first, if they have some issues, is to work with their county health officer. We know individually that's the way that the, when I've talked to Jim Justice, that's the way he's getting the, the supplies around to people is to awesome. get it that way to people. But if they're if they're concerned about wages, how we're going to cover them, we'll be able to help out if they just let give us a call. But I think the thing is, uh, I think for all of us, we have to thank everybody. It's not just our healthcare workers, mm-hmm. but we got to thank the people uh, that have been making up masks individually, sending and, and, and passing them around. Yeah. Uh, people that have been delivering food to individuals that are their house bound. Uh, I, 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 I'm so proud of West Virginia. And when they volunteered to go to New York to help out the citizens in New York, it just gave, gave me confidence that what a great country and what a great state to grow up in. Yeah, absolutely. It's inspirational for sure. Any final words you'd like to share before we uh, sign uh, off, Congressman? Just for everyone, just to be safe, continue on uh, their, their isolation as the best they can. Uh, and, and just keep washing your hands. Follow the, the guidelines that have been given and just be patient. Just be patient and be safe. Thank you. Absolutely. Congress McKinley, thanks again for you know being our guest today. I know you're, you're very busy and to spend half an hour with us is, is huge. And I really appreciate that. You've delivered so much valuable information, especially to our business owners who are tuned in today. I really appreciate you, sir. Thank you. 
God bless you. Absolutely. Thank you. God bless you, too, and your work. Folks, that's it for today's Positively West Virginia Daily COVID-19 Business Briefing. My hope is that we brought some valuable insight that you can use in your business today as we all work to navigate this COVID-19 situation. I want to take a moment just as we're signing off here to thank our sponsors for Positively West Virginia, and they are the Insurance Centers, the State Journal, wvnews.com and interaction media will be coming to you live every weekday as this pandemic continues with these special briefings on behalf of our entire positively west virginia team including our producer today dylan sheldon i'm your host jim matuga stay safe stay healthy and stay positive west virginia